The Late Morning Program with Nam Ras Podcast. Hare Krishna, everyone. You are listening to the Late Morning Program with Nam Ras Podcast, the number one Hare Krishna podcast in the world. I'm here, number one. I'm here with Nakula Das. Nakula Das, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I so appreciate being here. And you are uh, the number one Hare Krishna podcast in the world. I That's am. amazing. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I, I don't know if it's true, but I just keep saying it. And I think that <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. So a little bit of background on uh, Nakula Das. So I watched, so I seen some of your stuff on Facebook and I was like, All right. who is this guy? And uh-huh. what is he talking about? <laughs> I was so incredibly skeptical about what you're doing. So, yeah. and then when Jay Jagannath, who's a really dear friend of mine, was like, hey, Nakula Das is coming on Bodhika. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I listened you to the, appreciate him for giving listened, me that shot. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about that. Yeah. But I, but but I but I watched that episode and I was blown away. Mm-hmm. I love the way you approach the topic. I love the way you're trying to help people with it. And I thought it would be a great fit for the late morning program for you to come and talk to devotees about it because I think this is something you know, like Christian people. They have support groups and all kinds oh, of yeah. things for for this kind of thing. Way and ahead of the game. Yeah, way ahead of the yeah, game. Why don't devotees have that? Why yeah. don't devotees have that? And I just want to give a shout out to Karuna Avatar and Jai Jagannath at Bodhika for kind of like breaking open that subject. You know, they're really like trailblazers when it comes to um, opening it up and talking about this kind of thing. And I wanted to, you know, bring you on and talk about the same thing. But let's talk a little personally first about your story in Krishna consciousness because I don't, I don't know if any everyone knows. Uh, you know, how you came in contact with devotees and all that. So let's start there. Yeah, sure. So I, um, uh, my journey into Krishna consciousness was I was just exploring spirituality. I, um, myself and my wife, Sarah, we were like always interested. I grew up Catholic, right? So I'm, you know, I always say I'm Hare Christian, (laughs) right? In a way, right? Like I'm Hare Christian because I grew up, I grew up Christian and I still feel very, uh, inspired by Jesus in my life personally. And, mm. uh, and I love when I came to the yogic uh, world and, and got introduced to the philosophy of yoga, how um, it was first through Yogananda. And, um, and I read his book, Autobiography of a Yogi. And I was like, wow. And he, the way he talked about Jesus and he gave this, this beautiful description of God and he spoke of Krishna. And right. it was really cool. So anyways, my point is, is this, is that I was just on a spiritual path and journey and I've been consuming, I've read the Bible, I've read the Buddha Sutras, not all of them, but some of the Buddha Sutras and the basics. I've studied with Shambhala Buddhists. I've done Reiki and healing and the Akashic records. And if it's woo-woo and spiritual or weird, I'm into it. I'm like, let's try this out. I've <laughs> meditated. I've read occult stuff. I've read sex ritual stuff. I mean, again, if it's weird, occult, my three favorite subjects in the world are sex, politics, and God. And so those are the things that I like to explore. But I explore them in a way of like an explorer. Like, what is this? Like... And, and I love those topics because they're so intricate. 
they're they're so intricate in the way we live our life, especially sex. Sex has such a tremendous impact on your own psychology here in this material body. And it's so important to understand how sex intrinsically actually influences your day-to-day -day life. Wow. So, so, um, and then how did you, where did you get in touch so, with devotees and things? Yeah. Oh yeah. So the, the, there was no big story. I, I was going through this. I read autobiography of Yogi. I went, uh, I, at that time inherently, there were some things that started coming out in me when I started my spiritual path and journey. The first was I wanted to go vegetarian. I went vegetarian, not because I became a Hare Krishna. I went vegetarian because after, uh, uh we brought home our first cat, Vinny, <laughs> I fell in love and I was like, man, this is a soul. And yeah. then when we when we got Hunter, who's a different cat, and I saw that they each had their own unique personality and way. So I have a very different my relationship with Hunter uh, and my relationship with Vinny are very different. And so I just was like, yeah, you know, I kind of wanted to just move in that direction. And, and so I did. But it was definitely devotees that gave me the strength to do it for sure. But 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 I I, I wanted to go down that that train. So kind of intuitively. There was just some of the things that, that really gravitated towards. So I was reading all this stuff and I went to see a shaman. And after this kind of shamanic experience, I had this tremendous experience of euphoria and bliss and uh, very like extremely present in my life. And, you know, all those kind of spiritual kind of moments we many spiritual seekers uh, experience. And uh, it was through that I... Uh, was looking for some music, something to play at home that was a spiritual vibe. And I typed in something and I attended the YouTube ashram, I call it, right? You know, I'm a, I'm a product of YouTube, <laughs> right? That's why what you're doing is awesome, especially for the younger generations. Right. And I deal a lot with younger generation issues, right? And mm -hmm. so, um, so I, I, I went on to, I went on to YouTube and there's this blue guy and he's got this cool flute and here comes the Hare Krishna mantra. And I honestly just like listened to this mantra for, I don't know how long and just was just in such like awe of it and ecstasy of it. And that's when I, uh, uh, you know, at that time, Saul kind of missed around that time. I saw some uh, monks on the street and I was like just walking to go have lunch, probably like a ham sandwich to, you know, Right, wasn't vegetarian. Like I was probably gonna go get a double meat ham sandwich on my way to uh, on my way to uh, to lunch with a friend of mine, and I see these two monks on the street and they're distributing books, and I was like, oh, cool, you know, some Buddhists, right? <laughs> right, right. Look at these Buddhists, right? And I kept calling them Buddhists, and you know, the guy's like, no, we're not Buddhists, we're Hare Krishna. I was like, I don't know what that is, but he's like, well, we're selling these, and it was the Bhagavad Gita, Srila Prabhupada's Gita. And I said, cool, look, I'm going to go have lunch. I'm going to come back. If you're still around, I'll buy the Gita from you. And so anyways, I came back. He was still around, bought the Bhagavad Gita, went home. And again, at this time, I was just so absorbed in, in like spirituality and I wanted something. So I sat down and I read the Bhagavad Gita. And like I read it like maybe over a week or something or two. I just I read it and I couldn't understand any of the names. That was super frustrating so I didn't read the Sanskrit part because I was just like, I don't know what that is. But I read the English and I read Srila Prabhupada's purports. And then I put down the Gita and said, yeah, that makes sense. I'm home. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that was it. A few weeks later, I found myself in Toronto. 
uh, with my wife. We had moved there for a few years, and that was the first time I, I didn't even know what ISKCON was. I had no idea. I just looked up Hare Krishna Toronto and saw the ISKCON temple. Right. So I went down there and I walked in and I said, you know, I was, and I went to, uh, and I, I didn't care about Sunday fee. I don't, I knew nothing about any of that. I just walked in and said, look, I've been, I read the Bhagavad Gita and I want to learn more. And so I signed up for, uh, for Bhakti Sastri. Oh, cool. And so my first program was Bhakti Sastri. And, uh, and, and I would smoke a joint and go into Bhakti Sastri <laughs> and freaking love it. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> and learn all this cool stuff about Krishna. And I had no idea that you're not supposed to smoke a joint and go to Bhakti Sastri. I had no idea. I was just like, this is amazing. And then someone was like, have you ever been to Sunday feast? I was like, no. So they, so I sat and so I just stayed because Bhakti Sastri was Sunday and then Sunday feast yeah. was after a few hours. I never stayed that long though, right? right? And so I said, so I, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll stay. So I just hung out and I really loved the picture of Chaitanya. And I, I, I love Lord Chaitanya. He's so cool. He's just like, he's like Jesus. That's why I like him because I like Jesus. I think Jesus is cool as cat either. And, um, you know, it's so funny because like, like the way that I picture these guys or have my relationship with these guys, it's so cool, right? Like these guys are the coolest guys on the planet and they welcome everybody. And I love them because they hang out with the prostitutes and the sinners and, and they don't care because everybody's God's children. And they, and to me, that's what they embody. And it's what I love so much. And so I was really attracted to Ch Ch Chaitanya and then 200, 300 uh, people pack into Toronto Temple Sunday feast. I, it's not like church. My only experience is of church, right? That, yeah. Of an organized religion. Other than that, it's like, 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 again, like, like Reiki shops and, you know, these like crystal shops and that stuff. And so anyways, I was sitting there and I'm like, man, this is wild. And kids are running around and people are dead. People are sweating. You know, they're like, they're just going nuts, right? You know, hot acres. And Bhakti Marj Swami is there. And he's just a monk, but he's like not a Buddhist monk. Because I only know Buddhist monk. He's just getting everybody going. Right. And then they serve this beautiful meal. And I'm high out of my mind. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is, I love this place. I love this place. And wow. that was it. And then I, and then I, you know, I just started studying. And slowly, slowly started trying to clean up my life and started studying like the principles and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, and that's when I learned also, like I got reintroduced to the, 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 in, I got reintroduced to the concept of semen retention. I was introduced to, to sex transmutation years prior through the personal development, the self-help guru, um, Napoleon Hill who wrote the book, Think and Grow Rich, his famous book. Mm. And so he dedicates a whole chapter to sex transmutation. And through Bhagavad Gita and the yogic philosophy, of course, there's a huge celibacy, a renunciation. There's a like, you know, like there's a huge emphasis on renunciation of sex within our tradition. And so I got reintroduced to it and even tried it for some time. And then I found something that worked for me instead. And that's where I got into the whole semen retention and sexual alchemy and what I'm doing, helping guys right now do.
I really like the way, like in Bodica, the the when you discuss that, I hope someone can put that in the comments that uh, that the link for that episode because I really like that. Something I appreciated was your honesty uh, in in discussing mm -hmm. these kind of things because I think in our movement, like you said, there's a, there's an emphasis on renunciation and kind of renouncing it, and uh, and and it's not always possible for everyone. So something I something I want you want to say something about that. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, I so always, I always want to say something. So <laughs> right. that's a problem I'm working on. <laughs> right. So I, I maybe want to start with um, asking you, tell us a little bit about what you do with the semen retention army, like this project sure. that you do. Yeah. So the semen retention army trains modern men. Now, first the first thing everybody has to understand is I did not build the semen retention army for devotees. Okay. Okay. I built semen retention army for men because I want I want semen retention to be known by all men around the world. And you know what? It's funny because right now I'm running in the uh, federal Canadian election, and I'm cam it's campaign time right now. I'm campaigning, and they're trying to use semen retention against me. Right? Like there's all these yeah. social media stuff. Yeah, but you know what? It's beautiful because they're just helping me get it out there more right? Because semen right. retention will transform men's lives. But I recognize, I grew up, look, I grew up in North America where 50 Cent and Tupac Shakur were my heroes, all right? right. So these are, this is the, this is like where I'm coming at, right? Like, it's like the idea of celibacy or renunciation, it's so far removed when you're deep in the pools of the material world, which I hang out in, right? And so because of that, it's like, hold on a sec, we really have to give something here that is going to gradually increase somebody's capacity to be to to accept and to experience because if you tell a guy hey you just have to go celibate or only have sex for, for for procreation and he has no philosophical understanding of why biological understanding of why a mental understanding of why which i can speak to it at all of those levels right he will have no freaking clue what you're talking about. You will sound absolutely nuts. And right. so I was, I built the semen retention army to help men and couples all over the world. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you worship or I don't care if you're atheist. If you've got uh, a semen, I can help you. <laughs> and, and I can explain to you why you want to retain your semen. Now, the beauty of semen retention is that, see, now this is where Ayurveda is a beautiful thing. See, according to Ayurveda, it takes 40 to 60 ounces of blood to create one drop of semen. All your best enzymes, all your best proteins, all your best nutrients are stored in the semen. And from a biological perspective, a material, on, to, totally on the material platform, what is success to the body? Procreation. And the man's half of that is ejaculation. So when a man ejaculates, his body thinks he's being successful. When a man doesn't ejaculate, so, so from that perspective, if your body is literally moving towards you ejaculating as a man, it's going to drive you to have a sex drive. Sex is a basic motivator that we have to understand to understand why we are so lusty in the first place. Mm. right? You can't understand. I, it's crazy to me that we don't talk about sex when sex is the highest principle in our philosophy, mm. 
right? That's what makes Lord Chaitanya different. Now, I am not a monk. I am not in, uh, I, I'm much more rajistic than I am sattvic. But I know that, and that's my duty. That's why I'm running in politics and I'm bringing these subjects up because it takes more of an archetype like me to, to, to bring things to the forefront that are sometimes uncomfortable. And I'd like to remind everybody that uh, ISKCON really caters to the Brahminical class. They really train Brahmins. Right. But what about the rest of us? We're all, most of us, 95% of us are putting on a front. Right. And that's what, that's what the institutions don't want to hear. And I'm challenges. I'm challenging us as a community, not because I want to be challengeful, but I do in a sense, because I want to bring this up. So I am challenging, but it's, the, but it's not just a Hare Krishna problem. It's not an ISKCON issue. It's what's happening all around the world. The statistics. I mean, if you can give yes. us, if you know any statistics regarding. Okay. So that. according to men, yeah. So what? Okay, look, look. Okay, one out of ten men right now is addicted to pornography. Mm. That's reported. We know the numbers are way higher. Pornography. There's some, you know, it floats anywhere between fifteen to thirty percent of the content on the internet. Younger wow. and younger people are getting a hold of it. When your brain gets hooked on pornography, it totally distorts your relationship with, uh, with, with sex, with sexuality, and with your role of sex. Now, remember I was saying that, it, that according to Ayurveda, it takes 40 to 60 ounces of blood to create one drop of semen. What your body does is it puts all your best stuff into your semen because, remember, the, the goal of the body is to... The goal of the body is to uh, is to have sex, is to reproduce. Right. So, about ten to fourteen days of retaining after a man ejaculates, what happens is the body, by nature's wonderful design, because Krishna is efficient, doesn't waste anything, says, "Hey, look, man, you're not doing, you're not letting your stuff go. So we're gonna use that." And what your body does is it recirculates, it literally recirculates all the best enzymes, proteins, nutrients, which then begins to also stimulate the testicles. And the testicles is where your testosterone is stimulated. And here's a stat for you. Since the 1920s, testosterone has been lowering in men. We are literally more feminine than we are masculine. Our sastras tells us this is going to happen. I'm telling you it's true on a biological level. I am less of a man than my father and, and, and way less than my grandfather. Now, I'm changing that in my life personally, right? <laughs> and this, okay, because when I found out, I was like, oh. <laughs> but I can see it. I had to be truthful. Right. I had to be honest. Uh, and comment on that right. in our society um there has been there has been s actually so much um controversy and and you know from leaders in our movement that have fallen down from their positions due to yeah. keeping things well, like this they secret. never fell they never fell down they were never there in the first place right because sastra tells us that when you're there you won't fall down so i never been there and neither have they and so, so let's stop putting people up on a pedestal. 
Just because somebody wears the robes doesn't mean that they've got that they're there. Right. Most night Sastra says sannyasi is not even for this age. Mm. Right? So I mean, there are th we there have sannyasis, right? And right. we have like I have no doubt my guru. That's why I took but I have no doubt of his of his integrity, like none. I, right. I believe there are souls within Iskon that are there. And they mm. are spiritual, and I bow to them, and I am not them. <laughs> right. That's all and, I'm saying. I'm just, not them. Right. I'm, and just I'm here. You're talking about. We're talking about that. Honesty is where from is from where you can build your spiritual build life up when, to that. When, when yeah. you when you kind of are honest of where you are at. Yeah. I, okay. So what happened is okay. So let me just explain a little bit of the quick science of this, and I'll tell you about how like I got sure, to yeah. like understand where where I'm at. Right. Sure. It's like. So, okay, so the, what happens is as the semen is reabsorbed in the body, all the best nutrients are then kept within the body. And what this does is it gives, and, and because testosterone is then stimulated, big pharma right now is cashing in on testosterone because testosterone, you know that testosterone is being, um, testosterone boosters are being prescribed to men now more than ever. Erectile wow. dysfunction, premature ejaculation, pornography addiction, masturbation issues, the list goes on and on, men's suicide, depression, social anxiety, um, men not being interested in their women, divorce rates being high, women having more affairs than men. All of it can wow. be linked to a misuse of our, our a misunderstanding and a twisted, uh, a twistingness a, a distortion of our sexual energy. So right. once we learn to retain our semen, then what ends up happening is the first thing is it brings under natural sexual control because I'm retaining. So guess what? One thing I'm not doing is I'm not masturbating and, and uh, you know, and at bare minimum I'm retaining. And because now, now you got to think like I, I started masturbating about nine, 10 years old. I didn't get introduced to the idea of not masturbating. Well, I did as a, in the Catholic school, but they had no science. No, they they're they're doing what many religions do, right? Just don't do it. It's a sin, with right. no explanation why. And yet, the entire material world is telling you do it and do it a lot, and it's amazing, <laughs> right? So it's so confusing. So unless we actually come with some real arguments that can reach people, again, maybe not devotees because maybe all devotees are on the spiritual platform and they're not watching porn and they're not having sex. Right? I don't think that's uh, true. Of course not. I'm totally being sarcastic. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's not true. That's why I'm talking about it. We, we know yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. true. And it may be true for some, but it's not true for me. And I don't want anybody to carry around shame or guilt because I want the first principle to always be remembered. God loves you. Mm. God loves you. God loves you like Chaitanya, like Nityananda, who was willing to forgive the drunkyards. Yeah. It was his mercy that was extended in such a loving and accepting way. Why do you think Jesus? Why do you think so? Why, how do you think that Jesus Christ? could convert so many people to God consciousness. And how do you think Srila Prabhupada could have done it? Look at the beginnings. Look at the roots of our movement. Who was it? Mukanda Goswami? Well, he wasn't Mukanda Goswami. He was a, he was a, a, a hippie, druggy, you know, 
uh, yeah. Shaya Sundar, right? Same thing. Look at the beginning people in our movement and the mercy that was extended to them. Now they did, they've all risen up to this platform of, you know, and they're very, you know, you know, but they started like when I read Mukunda Goswami's books, uh, Miracle on Second Avenue. Great book. Fantastic book. Uh, to me, this is where I was inspired by Krishna consciousness. Yeah. But what I see a lot of today is not that. I see what I saw in the Catholic Church, and that's why I'm not a part of the Catholic Church. And I'm not saying that I'm not part of ISKCON, but I never really clicked to ISKCON because I, I, I have too much familiarity with religion in that sense. And I was like, I love the philosophy, but I see the religion here. I what, see what similarity are you are you just talking about? Well, where, where you cut yourself off from the rest of the world, everybody else is nobody has anything good to say other than you. Nobody can no everything is and, and everything is just becomes so like like just like uh 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 radical that right. that, that that spiritual superior superior okay superiority sp thank you. yeah that becomes the dominant mood. Mm. Right. And that's what I, I felt largely with this gone is that there is a, I don't say that about everyone, Yeah, but I'm, I'm, and this may just be my experience. Actually, my experience has been overall positive with this gone. Let me just say that. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but I only know a few people in this gone and kind of just like very carefully pick my ISKCON, you know, friends because largely amounted of, I just see like, just, it's just like, the Catholic religion or the just where people grew up in it. They don't really know much about it. They mm. kind of follow the rules. And when you follow the rules, you think you're better than everybody else. Right. It's not a place where I want to hang out every day. I love going to the Kirtans. And when I knew nothing, I liked Iskon better than when I knew things. <laughs> when I knew nothing about Iskon, I thought it was a magical place. Uh, then as I started to learn more about Iskon, I was like, the people are magical but the institution is an institution and it is what it is. And it's the same thing. That's it's why I'm running in politics. It's the same fight that I'm fighting. It's the decentralization of power. Stop trying to take, stop trying to centralize the power. Srila Prabhupada never wanted that. Temples yeah. were supposed to run independently. Why are you going against that? It's the same thing I'm fighting the Canadian government for. Stop taking away the individual power and rights of people. Yeah. 100%. Right, it's the same thing. That's it's so it's not an ISKCON problem I'm fighting, or you know, or I'm bringing up. And yes, I am saying it's a fight because I have I much very body the warrior archetype. Right, and this is what I learned, and I learned it through semen retention. I learned who I am by retaining my semen, and that's what semen does to for you, because as it circulates. And it stimulates your testosterone. First of all, as a man, it starts to make you more masculine. We actually have too much estrogen in our body nowadays as men. Uh, fatty foods. Okay, all this body fat that we're carrying around, it's not healthy. It's not good. It's something I've had to work hard on. I used to carry a lot. I still carry quite a bit like a body fat, but, but I'm way down and, yeah. and continue to go down because semen retention actually helps you do that. And mm -hmm. because as, as you, you, as you uh, retain your semen, 
more testosterone is stimulated in you. As more testosterone is stimulated in you, more of your testosterone is a masculine enhancer. So it enhances your masculine qualities. So guys experience brighter skin. Um, their erectile dysfunctions uh, start to go away. They realize that their mind, their clarity, their mind fog begins to clear away. They mm. get more clarity. And Ayurveda explains that because it takes so much energy to create semen, that the body then goes on this refining process till eventually your semen becomes ojas. Ojas. Yeah. Ojas means aura, we could say, right? So your ojas or your, your, your vitality, right, is what's increased with semen retention. Now, as you increase your ojas, Naturally, you start to have this realization because you it's hard to describe, but it's more of an energy thing where you're like, oh, I'm definitely more spirit than body. Mm. I'm definitely more energy than my, my body is simply going to follow my mind. And what my what the semen retention does is depending on how you're interacting with the with the modes, mm -hmm. it's going to it's going to enhance you and bring that out. So someone, a devotee who's a better devotee than me that practices semen retention and only hangs out with devotees and, um, you know, only hangs out at temples and such in very sattvic or transcendental locations, they're going to just skyrocket in their spiritual journey and they'll transcend this need for sexuality. For people like me who are much in the world, my calling, I feel much more, man, when I read Bhagavad Gita, I was like, huh, I'm down with the Pandavas. You know, <laughs> I mean, going I around, like these dudes going around and, and you know, conquering uh, cities and countries. And man, I came here to slice and dice, I didn't come here to sit in a temple. And uh, right, and so, and so that's what I'm doing, right? And so, I right. and I've I discovered it through semen retention because okay, so here's how here's how I tried the monk thing. It not, I didn't, I didn't want to try the monk thing, but this is how what happened, okay? So, yeah, uh, uh, uh. So I'm practicing Krishna consciousness and I still, right and, I, and I'm doing my thing. My wife uh, ends up getting uh, quite sick uh, and her health, you know, kind of had this breakdown. She had like a breakdown in her health. And what happened is she had to go back to Toronto. I live in St. John, New Brunswick out in Canada. And, and she had to go back to Toronto, Canada. Uh, what we thought might have been for a few weeks ended up into a six month span where we were apart. And there was, you know, it was pretty stressful and stuff, especially the first few months where we had no idea what was going, like we had no answers, right? No one right. could tell us what was wrong. We, her health's deteriorating. Nobody could tell us what's wrong. And so it's, you know, it's that kind of time. So in those types of times, um, you know, overall sexual drive will naturally decrease because stress takes over, right? Yeah. Um, now, one way that as men that we deal with stress is with sex or sexual release. One of the main reasons that men want to ejaculate so much is because unconsciously they're living with lots of stress. Mm. And so their nervous systems are very tight. And when our nervous systems are tight, our minds are very foggy and we want to release that tension. Porn and masturbation becomes a release. But what I teach inside the SEMA Retention Army is how to hold massive amounts of capacity within your body so you can take on uh, uh, you know, more energy, bigger problems. You can become more of a man. You can get things done. You've got motivation. And I'll explain why biologically it, it, wow. it's the way it is. Please, so, yeah. so 
she goes, she gets sick because she gets sick. You know, I, I got, I got no play, <laughs> right? It's time, right? It's time, <laughs> yeah. time to be a monk, right? Right. right? Now, I kind of welcomed the idea because at that time, you know, I was like, like, like just, just much more absorbed into Krishna consciousness. I still am, but I'm, I'm running for politics and stuff. I found a place where I feel good because yeah. I'll tell you my uncomfortabilities in a sec. So what ended up happening was I, I welcomed the, the challenge and the idea and I did. And for about three, four months, I, you know, I, nothing, you know, I was just trying to be in Kvalva Krishna. But the reality is I was fighting myself almost the whole time because I w w couldn't stop thinking about sex. So I think mm. about Krishna and I think about sex and think about Krishna and think about sex and think about Krishna and think about sex. Right. And I'd be like, okay, okay, okay. And, and it's like, well, I'm not, and then every time I started thinking about Krishna and I thought about sex, I feel guilty. And I started to recognize that I started to develop like kind of like, you know, this kind of like almost like guilt for having sexual thoughts and stuff. And I reject, I will not live my life with guilt, shame, or anything like that. I won't do it. I've made a personal decision. That's my decision. I just won't do it. No way am I going to waste my life like that. No way. Right. That is more that. toxic than anything else. I Shame and guilt is more toxic, scientifically more toxic than anything else. So stop feeling guilty because you're having sexual thoughts. Understand them. Mm. Let's understand sexuality <laughs> instead of just rejecting sexuality. When you understand it, it's easier for you to reject. That's the, uh, that's the thing. That's the thing that people can't wrap their minds around. Yeah. What you, what you suppress or what you ignore will only find expression. So what happened to me is I tried to ignore it without understanding it. I just said, I'm just going to be transcendental. Nope, not happening. Then what ended up happening is I gave in and went on a porridge and webcam girl blitz and blah, 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 and did all that stuff. And then I was like, man, I don't want to be doing this either. Right. Right. I don't want to be doing this either. I don't want to be doing that. And I don't want to be doing this. So where do I go? So then I started looking for other like knowledge about semen retention. And that's when I started seeing there was a whole practice developed by Taoist monks called sexual Kung Fu. Now, Taoists are impersonalists. So I don't buy into the Taoist philosophy as a whole. Right. But. Just take the sexual kung fu portion and pop it out, and you have an amazing tool for men who are like me, who want to have sexual control. I don't want to masturbate. I don't want to be addicted to porn, uh, but I do want to have sex with my wife. That's the truth, and I don't. And I have sex not just for procreation, right? Right. Um, that's the truth. But I also want the benefits of semen retention. Now, am I going to become purified by this? Will I reach the spiritual world? No, I'm not telling you that. I am not moving the goalpost. I'm being honest what I, where I'm at and what I feel good about. Right. That's it. And I feel fine. I actually feel really like content being who I am and just discussing this. And I feel like, like this is such a nice place to be. And I do feel like as I get older 
as that, that, you know, I will change my body. There will be a natural process that happens here, yeah. but right. So what semen retention, what I do with, with men that I work with inside the army is first of all, I help them get rid of the porn addictions and the masturbation addictions through these practices of sexual Kung Fu. The word Kung Fu means uh, that which requires daily discipline. So sexual Kung Fu is that which is, is disciplining our sex daily. How we discipline our sex in the semen retention army is by accepting where we're at. I Because I didn't build it for devotees, I'm not telling anybody to be celibate. I don't tell anybody what to do with their bedroom or sex life. That is not my business. It, right. I, what you do in the bedroom is your business. It's between you, your belief systems, your, you know, and whoever else you wanted to be part of. It's not my business. What I do is I train guys to give them tools to deal with their sexual urges by learning to open up the energy pathway. So if you're familiar with acupuncture, yes, we know, uh, or in the yogic system, there's 72,000 nadis, which are, in, which are, are points within the body of energy intersections. We know the main seven chakras. So what we do is we work with the energetic body and we work with the physical body through meditation, muscle control, and breath work to expand the body's capacity to carry more energy. Because most men have been masturbating from a young age, as soon as they reach a few days of retaining their semen, they actually are hopped up. They have, they're very aroused. They have a lot of sex drive, and they don't know what to do with it other than ejaculate it. What I do is I teach them to actually circulate that energy upwards through the body through these practices of qigong and breath movement and muscle control where you tangibly feel your body filling up with that energy and it transmutes it basically it moves it from the lower centers in the body up into the heart and mind and as it moves up it transforms it changes think about mm, go ahead so, so you're saying that when when someone retains their semen for a certain amount of time, like these people that you work with, when when it comes time where they're like, okay, I feel like aroused and it, that needs to be re released, is that's when you tell them these things to do? That's right. Yeah. They're learning. What they're doing is they're learning physical practices to open up their energy. Most men and women, but I only work with men, uh, most men are are tense unconsciously right? right like right now i'm running a campaign i am tense i'm conscious of it though right so all of these practices what they do is they help me release the tension in my body subtly what it does is it pulls the mind from being anchored out here and always being distracted out here and places the mind back within the body once your once your awareness is in your body, you recognize right away. Well, I'm not the body because I can control my body. What I can control, I am not. We have a certain amount of power, and that power lives within the body. So once your awareness is anchored in your body, then you recognize you can you can begin to control the body or the energies of the body. The energies of the body as a man, once they begin to flow upward. So think about get a water when you heat up water and it turns into gas and it begins to flow upwards. Yeah. yeah. What happens is when a man retains his semen for, you know, anywhere from two weeks to a month 
And then if she goes longer and longer, he builds up an excess. The body refines the semen into a gas and it begins to flow upwards. As this gas, which carries all of the qualities of semen. So what are the qualities of semen? It's life force. It's, it gives life energy. It's got all the best enzymes, nutrients, and proteins. The sperm itself contains the energy Right, that that when 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 uh, when in the right environment creates babies, creates a whole life. It brings yeah. a soul to the planet. So when this energy is retained within us, all of those good nutrients and everything are circ circled within us, and this expands and gets refined. As it gets refined, it begins to, as it heals our physical body, as it gets refined, it then begins to heal our mental body. Men will all of a sudden report brain fog clearing, more focus, their mantra meditation increases. Half the semen retention army are, are devotees now because of the Bodhika uh, podcast. Really? Right? Wow. I, I have worked with, I never set out to work with Hare Krishna devotees. Um, <laughs> uh, now I'm working with Hare Krishna devotees. I, and I love it because I don't care if you're a man that's dealing with this type of stuff. Devotee, not devotee, come and deal with it. And I don't, I, I'm not like, I'm not like a, you don't come in and work with me for life. I want you for one year, I'll I will train you in one year how to uh, change your relationship with sex and sexuality and how to retain your semen, even if you have a sex life. So what I do is through these practices, men, first of all, they learn to move away from porn and masturbation. And I take them on a scale. If most men that are working with me watch some kind of porn, and so we reduce the porn watching or they, or we eliminate it, then they, we-, we How does that, how does that how, tell us a little bit about that because I think that's what a lot of devotees struggle with from what I've heard uh, in yeah, uh, devotees yeah, who porn run is men, huge, yeah. men's groups and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first thing is you have to recognize what happens when you watch porn, what you're really after. What you're really after is some kind of connection, right? Right. That's what you're really after. And where we get the most connection, the, the thing, nature rewards you the most for sex. So sex is the body's basic function. So when you have any sexual encounter, you get dopamine and dopamine is nature's reward. You're feel good. Hey, good job. Good job. Right. So here's what happens is porn heightens its fake. So it heightens the experience. So when you watch porn, there's a massive amounts of dopamine that are released into your system. And that's why you feel good when you're watching it, because you now feel connected. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're like, OK, I have a feeling of aliveness here. Connection is aliveness. When we don't feel connected, we don't feel alive. Right. So. What ends up happening is a massive amounts of dopamine are released. Well, a man who excessively watches porn, he's watching it every day. He's ejaculating to porn and he's developing his habits through that. Well, his wire, his brain becomes wired, first of all, to see women like he sees them in porn videos. Mm. Right. And depending on your woman, if she's not into that, that's not going to be good, right? And let's be honest, you know, like, like, you know, so it, it distorts and, and it does this for both men and women. It distorts, you know, kind of the natural actions of sex. Like then, you, don't, you don't know how to deal with women because it, the way you're dealing with You're not with even attracted to real women. Men right. who watch too much porn can't be attracted to real women because 
they're they're like when they look at a real woman, the dopamine receptors are so dulled by the porn. But porn right. is fake. It's acting. Right. Right. Even if it's a fantasy scenario, that fantasy, uh, even if you try to reproduce it in real life, you know, it's like, well, it's not like that. Right. <laughs> no. Right. Why? Because it's fake. They're like, cut, cut, right. you know, do that again. Cut. Like, yes. so you're not watching two people actually go through the act of, of, of sex. Mm. You're watching two actors put on a show. And it tricks the mind to thinking that you will be able to reproduce that. Well, I've got guys right now who have penis insecurity. They're, they're insecure about their penis size because when they watch porn, uh, you know, camera angles and, and the rare guy who's like has these massive penises, now they think this is what they need to have. It's the same insecurity women deal with when they look at magazines or, you know, and we it's the right. same. Now it's happening for men. Men are insecure about about their sexual organ. This is crazy. Already testosterone is lower since your grandfather and now even more. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So with low testosterone comes low mental. We're weak as men. We're weak in mind. We yeah. don't fight for anything. We don't stand for anything. Mm. Right? Hey, everybody do this. Okay. Everybody do that. Okay. Oh, my, my, you know, you know what, you, oh my gosh, you know what a saying? I don't know if this is popular within devotees, but I know in, in, at least here in Canada, this is a popular saying amongst men and it bugs me so much. Well, you know, who wears the pants in the house and they're referring to their wife? Yes. Yes. My gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, what are you talking? And, and this isn't on, this isn't toxic masculinity, but my friends, your woman wants you to be a man. She wants you to get things done. She wants you to lead. She wants you to make decisions. She wants you to stand up for what is right. She wants you to provide. She wants you to protect. Yeah. This whole passive manhood thing is, is because actually we are biologically less masculine. And we know from our, from our own, from the yogic uh, knowledge, we know that the body and mind are one. Weak body, weak mind. Mm. Weak mind, you can't resist the temptations of this material world. They're too difficult. They're very powerful. Um, and so we have to train our men where they're at. That's what I'm doing in the army. I'm training men to become powerful. I'm training men to become who are probably not going to be Brahmins, right? They're, they're, they're probably the honest where they're honestly at, you yeah, know, yeah. They're, they're not going to put on a front anymore. Like you said, no. no, no, I'm training men who are, are very passionate like me, probably more warrior types feel like they want to contribute in the world has, you know, maybe right. And, 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 and then so I've got artists and I've got everybody. I've got mechanics. I've got army people. I've got, okay, let's see. Professions span everywhere. I've got gay men, straight men. I've got men who are bisexual. I've got um, devotees, non-devotees, spiritual men, non-spiritual men. It doesn't matter. I've got my oldest student is 70 years old. Wow. 70 working with me inside the army, learning how to retain, learning how to transmute. The guy's like, I'm on fire. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> He's so cool. So, wow. uh, yeah, it's a good time. 
we have a lot of support. We talk to each other almost day on daily basis in private WhatsApp groups and such, uh -huh. right? I'm motivating men daily. I'm talking to men daily. So we've got very honest, real conversations. And you know what? Now we've got men, devotees, first time in their life retain, since they started masturbating who've retained 30 days, 60 days. I just had a devotee go 52 days for the first time since he was a young boy. What was what was his uh, experience? In what way of of his fifty days? Yeah. Well, he's lost a bunch of weight. He's working out again, and he's really wow. happy with that. He's also uh, chanting. He's not doing sixteen yet. He's not initiated, but he's chanting uh, every day now. And he uh, he's uh, has uh, uh, he's you know able to have a girlfriend now, which is something that he's wanted. See, this wow. is what guys want. And, and, and I know some guys, very few guys don't want these things, but the majority of us, we want these things because we're still very much in our animal consciousness. Right. And sure. so it's being able to like bridge those two worlds and say, look, I, I recognize I'm not my body. I've had those experiences. I'm very clear. I'm not my body, but I'm still very much anchored in this material world and have material obligations. So what this practice does is it gives men an opportunity. Like, for instance, I have an active sex life, but I don't retain. I've ejaculated three times this year, right? We're into what, August now, September, September. So yeah. that's it. So what is that? That's an average of once in 90 days, right? So let's so once in 90 days, that's a pretty good average for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. You know, because you got to think, yeah, that's not how I was trained. Right. Uh, I have a question for, for someone who wants to be a part of uh, retaining semen. They, they don't necessarily have to be, what if they're not, they want to be part of your, your army. If they just want to do it themselves or they feel like embarrassed perhaps to talk to you or to another devotee about it. What would you say to someone who is like really desiring to do that, but doesn't want to be a part of something just due to circumstances? Sure. I would say to them, first of all, go on to my YouTube channel, Nakula Das, and subscribe because because I I right now I, again because I'm campaigning in my local uh but like in the uh, Canadian elections. But as soon as campaigning is done, uh, I'll be continue. Uh, you know, I'll be back releasing. I, I release two to three videos a week. Um, plus my Instagram, like you know, you follow me. I'm very active on my social media. And right. I give a lot of great information, free techniques, practices. I also, if you go to nakuladas.com, and again, you can, uh, my YouTube channel is the best place to start because there's so much content. I also have a, uh, I have a, um, a video about uh, where I read from, um, oh my goodness, his name slips my mind. But anyways, one of the, the leaders about, about semen retention and, and how it helps us in our consciousness. But anyways, you can go there. Then you can go to my website, nakuladas.com, and you can uh, sign up for a free ejaculation control guide where you can take the training there and do that. And that's all, you know, you never, like, I, you know, you'll be on my email list and stuff, but you never have to put your hand up and say, this is who I am. You can only do that if you want, if you want to join us inside the army. Now, I do also have men I'm working with in the army. I call them the nomads. So we've got... We're, we've got two battalions so far. We've got the Sadhu soldiers. That's an exclusive Hare Krishna group. Oh, cool. Yeah, we have. So within the within the semen retention army, there's now exclusive 
battalions for Hare Krishna devotees. So it has a Krishna consciousness flavor to it. Right? right. So we talk about Krishna. We talk, we share our attractions to Krishna. It's a very positive relationship we're developing there. And that's called the Sadhu soldiers. Then right. I've got the Spartan battalion. Those are non-devotees. They're in different battalions. Then I've got the nomads. The nomads are, are guys who are work. They don't want to be part of a battalion per se or a group. So they just work with me in the army, but one-on-one. -on -one. And I also have that as well. Right. So you don't have to ever be revealed. I have few people that I work with and I have some I have some clients uh, that I've worked with at higher levels, one on one, very high profile individuals who needed some uh, help and their names never get mentioned or anything ever. Because yeah. this plagues like even, you know, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Don't think it's not there. And if they tell you it's not there, statistically, they're lying. Right. <laughs> it's what it is it's just what it is and i'm and and i say how do you dismantle it talk about it in a positive way i'm not that's why i don't like again because i didn't build the army for devotees i did decide to use my spiritual name nikula does because i wanted to distinguish myself and this still has spiritual roots in it and anybody who watches my content knows that 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 there that you know there there's there are a lot of principles that I give, but I I didn't say this is a Hari Krishna thing. Yeah, this like I saw on your outline of on your website, I was looking at it right before that we got on that um, that you do like a mantra meditation module. Yeah, where I teach the yeah, and I I do a mantra meditation module, and so a lot of guys chant the Hari Krishna mantra in the semen retention army now. Wow. Um, because, because mantra meditation is one of the best things that you can do, um, to, to help, uh, transmute that energy. Right now, the thing is most guys, um, again, you know, again, I don't work just with devotees. So I'm talking about men in general and men. In, so men in general, aren't going to meditate every day. So I can use more dhyana practices, mechanical practices and pranayama, right. Practices to help uh, uh, facilitate uh, the transmutation of your sexual energy. And with Tantra practices, uh, Tantra is a beautiful practice for couples to renew a healthy sex life, to bring love back into your sex life, to, to humanize again sex. And mm -hmm. from there also, you can learn to have sex as a man and not ejaculate. You also become a better lover. This is of course, uh, so I wasn't picked. I was being considered for the mantra retreat, but I, I didn't get, I, I didn't, I didn't make the final cut, which I have no issues with right. that. And I respect the decision just so I'm not uh, trying to be uh, a controversial here or anything. I respect the decision and I still plan on attending the mantra retreat myself. Okay. So it's all good. Is this but year? There will be the one this year. Yeah. Okay. There will be the one. It'll be a zoom one again. And the oh. last year's was awesome. And I encourage if you didn't go to the mantra retreat, it was fantastic. Um, right. What's his name? Mahatma Das gave great information on pornography uh, right. and pornography addictions. And it was uh, revolutionary. Uh, I'm still a little too revolutionary uh, for, <laughs> for them still, <laughs> which I expect and understand. I, I, I'm here, though. 
uh, I, I'm happy to work with, uh, where, with the folks that I work with. Like I've worked in jails and such too, as a life coach. Um, I love that work. Like I, you put me in jails, put me in the hood, put me there and I'll, and that's where I, I I'm happy to be there, uh, to, to be there. But of course, to reach those types of folks, um, I'm not going to have the same persona as a monk. You know, I, I might, you know, I will take on a different type of persona to reach a, a, a certain amount of folks. So two uh, things before you go into that. Um, one thing is for my listeners, um, if you have any questions for Nakula Prabhu, please oh, put yeah. them in the comments and we'll go, we'll have a Q&A session afterward because the comment section can, can spur a lot of really good discussion. And the second thing I had was, you know, like in the nectar of instruction, it says about how, you know, like the, the body is like, a, there's a line here, right? So whatever, if you control the tongue, then you can control this. And you control you can control the stomach and the genitals, you know. So there's yeah. like that line. So in in your training, is there any emphasis on diet? Oh, one hundred percent. Right. Tell us a little bit thing. about that. Yeah. First thing I tell I'll tell people is like, oh well, first of all, uh, you have to eat a more sattvic diet, right? Like mm. it's just easier. I know guys who smoke dope and drink and stuff, and all practice semen retention and do it successfully, right? Really? But it's harder. Right, it's much harder. Uh, these Taoist practices are super powerful from a physical level to get you to be able to hold your energy and such. They are they are tremendous. Um, but but the idea of what you eat, absolutely, the more stimulating things that you consume, uh, your nervous system is going to be stimulated. So ejaculation is a function of the sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is your fight, flight, or freeze response. Right. So what you want to do is you want to learn to actually be in your parasympathetic nervous system. Your parasympathetic nervous system is the nervous system that's activated when you're in meditation, when you're calm, when you're mindful, let's say. Right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what the guys that I train to do is they learn to have sex and remain in their parasympathetic nervous system. So their sexual energy actually is more bodily focused. They're not genital focused. This actually makes them more present in the bedroom, which first of all, makes them better lovers for their partner and more deep, deeply connected and satisfying sex. Oftentimes, sex is unsatisfying from, for people because they're missing the emotional parts of it mm -hmm. and the spiritual parts of it, right? So even though they might have sex, then they don't feel satisfied. But in Tantra, learning to have sex while remaining mindful, first of all, allows a man not to ejaculate so he can then be there for his woman for as much as uh, she would like or uh, she kind of determines now like when it's over <laughs> right not him okay and uh and that's a really cool dynamic men there's a there's a interlink this is this is when i say that that we should understand sex this was fascinating the link between a man's confidence his psychology and his sexual prowess and performance are highly interlinked. If a man feels he doesn't have his sexual energy under control unconsciously, he will not have a, be a very confident man. He will not stand up. He will because he doesn't have that prowess, that confidence, right, of his, of his most basic duty as a physical man, right? right? 
And if you cannot perform your most basic duty as a physical man, it plays unconsciously on your where you how you see yourself within uh, the world and your confidence to go and be successful in this world. A man who is confident in his sexuality, he'll be confident. He'll 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 be confident in his career. He'll be confident to make decisions. He won't shy away from, uh, 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 you know, uh, tough choices or decisions when they come their way. He'll just carry much more masculine qualities. If he's retaining, he'll be higher in testosterone. Because he's higher in testosterone, he'll have more masculine qualities. He'll want to provide, protect. Right. Uh, right. I probably went off on a tangent there, but. No, no, no. That's that's yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah, that was mo the. It started with the question of diet, so that's that's super important. I think. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Long story short, diet for sure is part of it because I don't restrict anyone's diet because I don't do that in the army. But definitely, devotees have an advantage if they follow, you know, if they follow uh, the vegetarian lifestyle. Right. Let's look at the questions here. Um... A lot of people are mentioning your energy, and I really love it too. I love the way you speak and the way you're very oh, like you. the, you're you're very energetic, and uh, that's it's really all that retention. <laughs> right, <laughs> fantastic. I love that. Uh, okay, here here's something. Dear Nakula Namras Prabhu's kudos for bringing up this stimulating this conversation. Could you please quote a modern medical reference regarding continence enhancing testosterone levels? I'm not sure what that means, but. Well, I'll tell you if you there are medical references. I, I can't give you like a specific one, but right. there are university papers, and there are so if you just Google Western Western medical papers or Western scientific papers on semen retention, you'll see that there are many studies to back up from Western science what it is that I'm saying. Look, I'm going to be straight up. This information is being suppressed because right now. Um, people like, look, you are much easier to control. I'll just say it this way and take it out as you will. You are much easier to control if you are depleted of your sexual energy and life force, because you will not have the fight, uh, within you. It's like cutting right. an animal off, you know, right. The right. fight goes away. It's the right. same thing. Once you want, if you're depleting yourself all the time, right. You know, sorry to be graphic on your show. <laughs> like <laughs> put my hands down. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I put a trigger yeah. warning anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so if uh if you uh are depleting yourself all the time you're basically yeah. like castrating yourself and all of your trust me your motivation everything guys within seven to ten days you go two weeks go two weeks no masturbation no porn yeah no ejaculation and watch in two weeks how you'll be like oh man I'm going to up level my business or, oh man, I'm going to, oh man, I'm going to get the hottest girl out there. There's no more. I'm tired of being single. And you, or, you know what? I am going to get involved in politics and I'm going to speak my truth or, or you're an artist and you're going to be like, man, I've got such inspiration for art. Why? Because sex energy is creative energy. Lord Brahma does not, he does not, he represent sex, passion or the mode of passion. Right. He's, and that, and that passion is intelligence. It created this entire universe. Now imagine if you've got all that floating through you, what you're going to be able to create, the intelligence that you're going to be able to work with. 
your mm. charm, your charisma, your personality, you will all the qualities that you that have been given to you will shine through. This is known. This is known by people who grow a uh, basil plants. If you want a basil plant to keep growing and growing and growing, what must you never let it do? Come to seed. You always have to cut it before it comes to seed. Why? So that energy stays within the plant. It continues to grow and flourish. Right. Right. It's the same principle. We are we act by the same laws as the plant and as the ant and as from a physical level. The only difference is we can become conscious of the process and now participate it. So human beings who retain their semen will, even if they never pick up the Bhagavad Gita, will become spiritual over time. Because wow. it's actually scientific. It's like it will turn your your semen will turn into ojas. Ojas will give you more and more realization. I've watched watch guys on on YouTube that do semen retention, and they start off on no fat semen retention. They're like, because you know one of the benefits why many guys practice is because they recognize if if they give up porn and masturbation, because their sexual energy becomes more heightened, they become more attractive to women, right? Because their sex because their masculine energy are, are uh, attraction. Here's why most, most relationships lose their passion. It's because we stop polarizing each other. If meaning a men become subdued in their relationship, they become more feminine, more passive. They're not making decisions. And then women have to then take the masculine role because the polarization isn't there. There's no attraction. Attraction happens when one pole, the positive force, which is masculine positive, I'm not talking moral positivity, I'm talking energy. A positive charge will attract a negative feminine charge. Right. So what happens to men who are very masculine? They attract feminine energies. Lakshmi Dave comes along, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Why? Because she's feminine, right? Um, you know, women come along, pleasure comes along. Now, does this mean you should be a dog? No, because you'll lose your charge. It just means you're attracting feminine. So what ends up happening is men have figured this out. They fig they figured out that by giving up fake sex, they can have more real sex. And in my perspective, as highly controversial as this is going to, what I'm about to say is going to be inside of our community, it's right. better. It's better. It's better to make love to your wife than to jerk off to porn. Excuse my. To Had then to, to masturbate. Yeah, then to masturbate oh. to adult films. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, me trying to behave. Right, right. Um, you threw me threw me off with that. I I, sorry, I was gonna... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's was better. It? Yeah, yeah. Um, did I write it down? No, I, we talked about the diet thing. Uh, let's look at the let's look at more questions and maybe I'll sure. remember. Um, and I know I'm sorry, guys. I'm floating all over the place. Like, oh, no, that's my, okay. I love it. This is great. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, Okay, here. Uh, you should do a masculinity course for beginners that's directed to young adults as young as 13 to 18. 
What do you yeah, think you know that? what? Someone, yeah, you know, actually, another devotee, um, a man who's working with me inside the army. Uh, he's a client and works with me. He uh, he's, he asked me because he asked me about his own son, uh, and, oh, and right. I, yeah, and about that age, about thirteen. I don't have anything developed right now for young adults. I would definitely want to change the program because I would leave the sex stuff out because as part of the army, I teach men also to be better lovers. I don't go into huge details. Um, I am thinking about doing a later on a program that's more of actual bedroom techniques and actual things like in that sense. Um, but as of right now, um, I, I teach men how to last as long as they want so that they can be at least um, performance-wise, they can feel confident in the bedroom. Um, but I don't have anything for young adults right now, but it's something that I'm definitely open to. Here's what I, you know, uh, I get a lot of requests. Can you do this? Can you do that? The answer is this. Yes, and I need your help. Um, the, if, if, if you want an, a young adult program, then great. Let's go create something, a workshop. Let's get 10, 20, 30 young adults in a room and I'll do the workshop. Uh, and and that's how I grow my business. I grow my business by partnering with people who believe in what I'm doing and are helping me advocate for this, not just within our community, but in the world at large. Um, because this type of training, look, I'm going to say something right here that I hope everybody takes seriously. Pornography will be the number one problem facing men in the next 10 years. Say it again. Pornography will be the number one problem facing men and relationships and couples in the next 10 years. And it's already a huge issue. No one's talking about it. Let's jump ahead of the curve. The Christians, you mentioned Christian folks at the beginning, they're way ahead of the game, right? I'm actually a partner with uh, 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 and speaking about different things with a Christian organization because they like my work. It's funny. The Christians are opening up more to me right now than the Hare Krishnas. Wow. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There I'm getting invited. I'm I have a pastor here locally who after the campaign, we're going to be talking about this work and such. So that I, I don't say that as anything. It's just what it is. I'm just saying like, like that's what it is. So I'm not, you know, maybe the Hare Krishna community, maybe ISKCON will never pick me up. They'll say, nah, this is, this will never be part of us. And that's perfectly fine. I haven't like, it's everybody has free will and choice. And I, and I want to remind everybody has free will and choice and I mean, you're allowed to use it. That's why we have this kind of, kind of podcast. Cause I don't have to, I don't have to cater or I don't have to like kind of please anyone when it comes to what content I can put out. I can just bring yeah. anybody on when I feel yeah. that's going to help. And this and is, it isn't, yeah. this sorry, is really sorry, no, no, this is really helping. And I think that this is fantastic. And, and it's really sad that we, this is not something that's super discussed. I think this is, and it's plaguing everyone. It's plaguing yeah. everyone. Well, and it's, it's the elephant in the room. It's, or exactly. let me, let me say that different. It's the elephant in the temple. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Okay. <laughs> but, but, okay. Meaning like, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, you know, everybody's like, it's like, it's like, so what's happened is 95% of people are really going, yeah, I'm coming here, but I'm not really like, I'm never going to like, no one believes they're going to the spiritual world. No one believes they're like, you know, going to do these things because, because they're like, nobody's talking about, and nobody's giving any real way of like actually elevating us. I shouldn't say nobody is doing that. That's, that's probably too, 
too much or too harsh, right. but it's not, uh, let's just say again, let's just say, and I'm really just thinking about my particular audience, people that might gravitate towards uh, someone like me is they're in they're like, like me, they're probably playing video games, you know, at night and they're going to work and they got a wife and they, maybe they got a very Western type relationship where, you know, right. they're having sex. Like I'm, you know, my, myself and my wife, we were on, um, uh, the the vodka um, uh, right, as well yeah. we we did yeah. with with Sarah and that was really funny because um, you know it's like you know talk about like you know uh, your relationship I was like we were we started by we our relationship was started by hooking up we right. are we are a Western type relationship but we've been together twelve years we practice tantra now I practice semen retention you know like we chant we do kirtans we do all these things we do service we do what so what okay so now you know yeah so i'm i'm am i a holy man no i'm not a holy man i never said i was and 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 we need to stop just like you know even even the word sadhu makes me uncomfortable like i think it's funny we call ourselves the sadhu soldiers but in no way do i think i'm a sadhu you know like it's like come on now i'm a real like i'm just like i say i'm real they're real but i'm not that i should just say that i'm just not that right right I think I represent very much like the common guy, you know. Sure, yeah. I think that's what is is really endearing about you. Yeah. Thank you both uh, so much for the podcast. How do we reduce the stigma surrounding devotees struggling with this issue and promote transparency and honesty instead of pretending that's not an issue? I like the way they frame that, and that's yeah, exactly what I what. Okay, I, yeah. Let's let's address that. Okay, so how do you reduce the stigma? We're doing it right now. Right. Um, you know. Um, you talk about it, you talk about it openly, you talk about it with conviction, you talk about it with passion and you, you, you be honest, you be honest with yourself first and then you start to, and then free your mind to be honest with others, free yourself to be honest. It's honesty that will bring you to then higher realizations of who you are, you know, and you realize even in your imperfection, God loves you tremendously there's nothing that you can do. I promise you that God does not just accept and love you and cherish you and your relationship with him is so dear that there's no reason to feel any shame or guilt uh, and just know and take this as a sign. If you're here, this to know that you're forgiven and blessed for everything. All God wants is your heart. Now, of course, he wants you to purify. Of course, he wants you to to to. Um, go down the journey. I'm not moving the goalpost, but I'm telling you, let's start. Let, I'm moving the starting place for you. All right. All right. I'm not moving the end goal. I'm just moving the starting place. I'm saying, hey, you know what? Let's start. Let's start higher than guilt and shame. Let's start on acceptance. Let's start on love. Let's start on the fact and the principle that God loves every single one of you, no matter how much porn you've watched. So then mm. you start. And then you start to go from there, right? Just like a father would love his son, no matter how much porn. My dad knows I've watched porn, right? <laughs> he still loves me. He still hugs me, right? You know, all right, you know, like that's it. So why why do you think God is not going to love you for this? Come on now. He knows what's going on down here. He created it. <laughs> There's nothing you can hide there. So it's, it's if you can't hide, if I don't hide anything from God, I won't hide anything from anyone else either. God's forgiven. Then... To promote transparency and honesty instead of pretending it's not an issue, it's exactly what we're doing. Don't pretend, bring it up. 
Tell your temple president. If they won't listen, start a group. Start it yourself. Hook, connect with me. Maybe start a chapter of the Seaman Retention Army. Start your own battalion. I want captains. I'm training captains, right? My, right? So that we can have a whole army. So if you feel called to do this, get a workshop going. Bring it up. Bring it up. Write your GBC. Write your people. Let them know. This, we got to talk about this. We need to do something about this and then start. We need leaders in our movement, right? Our, we cannot wait for everybody else to do something. If you're hearing this and you got that little nudge in your heart right now, take action on that. Do something. Reach out to me. Connect. I'm happy uh, to connect. My schedule for the next three weeks is going to be crazy. So after three weeks, I'm happy to connect, uh, you know, and, and, and let's do this. That's how we do it. And don't worry about, don't be, what's one of the most qualities of a Vaishnava? Fearless. Be fearless. Fearless, or maybe I should say be courageous. Yeah. You have the fear. Look, you think I'm not scared talking about this right now to this community? You know, think I'm not thinking, oh my gosh, my guru's going to like kick me out. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. <laughs> I'm like, please, <laughs> don't kick me out. But do you think that there's not legitimate fears? I'll tell you right now, I'm running for office in my hometown where they're using semen retention to discredit me in my hometown. Wow. You think there's not fear? You think there's not, tell me. Of course there's fear, but who are you? What do you believe? Are you in touch? Do you think there wasn't fear when Mukanda Goswami went out there for the first time to do book distribution? Of course. Forget fear. Look at it and use it as a weight. You know what I mean by that? Like when you go to the gym, gym, you have to pick up resistance to get stronger. Right. So when you face a decision in your life to take on something that you're scared to take on, to stand out, to step out, and you feel that fear and that uncomfortability, just remember that's, that's nothing but weights. That's going to make me stronger. The yep. more they come at me, the more they fuel me. The more that they say this isn't a good thing, the more I can show them it is a good thing. I can show them from a scientific level. And now we've got proof. We've got testimonials, right? We're starting to, to collect testimonials. You can now go onto the, the semen retention sales page and, and hear videos and testimonials of men whose lives have improved because they have learned to retain their semen. Are they saints? Nope. Are they destined for the spiritual world? I don't know. That's Krishna's business, not mine. I don't, I don't do Krishna's business. I just simply teach what it is that I experience in benefit of others. Thank you. If I could add something to that question, uh, to the answer there, uh, I think that it's really important to drag the issue into the light, whether it's yeah. with someone you feel that you can open up with it, it don't suffer in silence is that is, yes. is the point that I'm that I want to make uh, even if it's one other person who you feel that could be accountable to and be like hey listen I'm struggling with this uh, thing and 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 that that in itself is is a big step to moving towards dealing with such an issue 
Well, it, it releases the shame and guilt or the secrecy. Secrecy right. is worse than anything. Like, okay, here's the thing. One of the things, like, for example, one, you know, when myself and my wife's relationship, we always had a good friendship and, and relationship, but we took another step of closeness when we talked to each other about the type of porn that we've watched or watched. <laughs> wow. Because all of a sudden it was like, well, first of all, I was like, really? No, just right. But no, for real, for real, for real. It it was like it, it what it does is it brings a level of honesty that is not is generally not there even in our own homes. Mm. There's a lot of pretending going on in our own homes, and that needs to stop. But that's why we have to come from a place of forgiveness, compassion, understanding. Right. And, and, you know, uh, and, you know, I love like, like, uh, you know, obviously I pull lots still from my Christian background, but it's like, um, you know, when Jesus said like, uh, ye without sin cast the first stone, right? Yes. Like that idea of like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I, you know, it's like, it's like our vegetarians who, who go, ve I, I haven't been vegetarian my whole life. I went vegetarian about, well, it's probably about four or five years now. Mm-hmm. But so I'm 36. So that means 31 years I ate meat. Who am I now to turn around and all of a sudden have some kind of like judgment over others who eat meat rather than judging each other, educate each other. And people don't, you know, people will only listen to you if they feel they can relate to you. Yeah. Or right. If not, it's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. It's just a bunch of like, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Right. That's nice. It's like when my priest would tell me, um, don't masturbate, it's sin. All right, whatever. You know, but when I saw a young guy, my mentor in this, in this, in sexual kung fu is younger than me. Wow. Yeah. My mentor who taught me all these practices is about four or five years younger than me. Hmm. So when I saw a young guy, he was spiritual. He's not Krishna conscious. But he was spiritual. He was talking about his own sex life very openly. He was uh, he was uh, from North America. And he was talking about all this Eastern philosophy and sex transmutation and tantra. I was like, man, this is really cool stuff. And that's I ended up hiring. I joined his program, and 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 then he helped me teach. He taught me, and then helped me set up uh, the business and the training program. Well, he helped me set up the training program in which I built the semen retention army and building the army on. Mm. And so that's a guy younger than me, but I could have related to him. And I was like, yes, because at one time, you know, I did try asking some senior devotees about the subject and no one wanted to talk to me. And one, one answer, which I respect, it's the, it was the truth. And I can always respect the truth. And he just said, he just said, you know what? I don't really have that much experience in that. So I don't really know. Wow. So I was like, okay, cool. It's like, okay, cool. But that's where I was like, well, I got too much experience in this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got no experience and I got too much experience. So I need to find something that's going to work for me. Right. And I'll go back to when, like I said, like when my wife was sick and I tried to be, I tried to be, you know, I, I did it. I say I tried, I did it, but I didn't feel legit in it. I was because I was like thinking about sex all the time. 
and 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 then and then like i said and then it it kind of came to head with this whole kind of like just watching tons of porn and webcam girls and all this type of stuff and then i was like okay i got to really find something that's going to work for me and so i was like that's when i found tantra and all of these practices and then i found people that were talking about sex in a positive way again and i get it they're they're not on the spiritual platform for sure some of these folks but what they're trying to do and i respect that and i can jump on board with that is uh they're eliminating shame and guilt around sex yeah because it is a very natural thing and there's nothing wrong with it it's just how you're using it and once you become more conscious of it and you dive deeper into it like i have you can use it like look like most guys i've ejaculated three times this year most guys that's no i'm not a monk but that is beyond what most guys are doing statistically in the world you know right yeah so i also want to i also want to add that this is not a religious thing like there are movements no. out there like the no fap movement and like no, not religious at all so many there, if you look on YouTube, there are tons of people who are understanding like the benefit of this. Let me give you a stat, okay? When I started, when I started my YouTube channel, which was just about two years ago, um, when I researched the keyword semen retention, there was about twenty-two thousand average types, unique types in a month. If you, if I do it now, there's over eighty thousand. So we're just, and what the work that we're doing right now, that's going to be in the millions over the next several years as more men learn about this. And mm. look, look, like I'm getting, you know, I should say I'm getting, you know, painted, you know, weirdly by, by people in my town because of it. But I've had people reach out now to me, never heard of this concept. But because I'm running and I have a name out here or gaining a name, they're like, oh, what is this semen retention thing? So it's going to get out there. Yeah. No fap is another one. No fap is even bigger than semen retention. So 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 if people know the difference between the two kind of movements, no fap, yeah, no fap is mainly focused on no porn, no masturbation. And what those guys that recognize is if they don't fap. Uh, they don't masturbate. They don't watch porn. They're they're more inclined to chase real women. They're more inclined to go out to the club or to do whatever and blah blah blah. And again, I can get behind it because it's better than sitting at home in secret when your wife goes out or whatever you're doing. Right. Secret secret stuff is detrimental. If you're watching porn, then watch it. Tell your wife, or if you're if you're uh, uh, the lady and you want to tell. Tell him, yeah. don't do things in secret. That's the first thing, all right? Be honest with what you're doing. Don't be shameful of it. Again, statistically, it's what everybody's doing. I did a post on my political page because they were trying to you know, harass me on this stuff. And I was like, hey, statistically, you've all done it. So I don't know who's, who's virtuous <laughs> singling mine over here. Like, get out of here. Like, you know what I mean? I was right. like, numbers don't lie. I'm sorry, right? Like, the numbers right. are what they are. So like, just don't have shame or guilt over it. Just be like, yeah, you know, this is it. What you'll notice right away is all of a sudden you you'll notice that the pull on it, it goes, starts to go away almost right away. Just by being honest about it. It's like, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm good. I don't even need to do it. Why? Right. Because you've released this certain amount of, of weirdness that you have around it. 
Then from there, you join, you do the no fap thing, and no fap gets you off the porn. It gets you off masturbating, and great. Like I, I've got one uh, one uh, devotee uh, 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 army member. Uh, he's in his forties. He said, "I've n- haven't had so much sex with my wife for a long time, and our relationship is so much better right now." Wow. Why? Because. Yeah, because so you might be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's talking about his sex life like this, like blah, 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 or whatever. Well, <laughs> what do you want him to do? He's What's he doing instead? He's masturbating to porn, and therefore he he, he has no drive to go after his wife. Now yeah. he's not masturbating to porn. He still has a hard sexual charge. So he's having time with his wife. And he says, but, and he said, he said the amazing thing though is how outside the bedroom were better. Yes, because I, you're into her, you're intimate. Your 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 intimacy isn't just in the bedroom. It's it's everywhere. It's how are you guys as friends? Are you partners, you know? Are you a team? Or are you just doing two individuals doing things coexisting? Huge point. Wow. Right? A good sex life at home if you're going to have sex a good, healthy sex life makes you more intimate with each other, right? There's tons of science. There's tons of things to show that. Is it the highest spiritual principle? No, but it's better than watching porn and masturbating by yourself or doing this kind of nonsense. And you'll recognize that when you actually do have real sex, you're, 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 you're like less like you actually are more satisfied than porn. Mm. Then you can learn Tantra. Then the next step up why I take men is to learn Tantra where they can still engage in a sex life, but they retain their semen so they can still have sex, but they don't ejaculate, which then keeps all their energy and it keeps the testosterone and it keeps their, that, you know, it keeps them like, you know, like going, right? And they begin to come out. And when I say they begin to come out, meaning all of them, their qualities, your artistic quality. If you're a mechanic, you're a better mechanic. If you're, it makes you better because it's literally built. The building blocks of who you are on a physical level are being restored. And this is starting to enhance your God-given qualities and talents. Mentally, you become sharper. This means you can start to understand higher spiritual concepts and also retain your memory improves when memory improves intelligence improves because you now have more connections in the brain to solve problems because you have sex drive in you your basic motivator you have motivation look i used to my morning routine was to get up masturbate in the morning and deplete myself then start the day ejaculate start the day right now, because I don't do that, I get up and I get to work and I get a workout in and then I get this done and that done and this done. And I can go on four or five hours of sleep sometimes and I'm fine because I'm still rocking it. And I've been eating one meal a day, blah, blah, blah. Why? Because there's so much ojas, there's so much vitality. So hey, I just want to ask a little bit about um, practically, I've heard that. Uh, you know, headstands is good because it brings that energy down to your brain. Do you know anything about that? Or do you, have you heard of that? Yeah, sure. Well, like, you know, where the blood flows, energy goes. <laughs> right. Right. So, so standing on your head, 
Uh, it's easier that your blood, so therefore your energy and everything will flow towards the brain. It's good to nourish the brain and get a lot of circulation there as well. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it helps it helps create the, the upward flow. Um, so there's there's many different practices. Again, I teach sexual kung fu practices specifically, which are about circulating the energy up to the brain, nourishing it up into the heart center, uh, through the chakra system around what's known as the microcosmic orbit in the in the Chinese medicine system. So, um, but there are many different practices. The yogis discovered this too. Tantra came from the yogis, right? Like all of this comes from the Vedas. I right. mean, even the lower, see, the thing is in our tradition, specifically in bhakti, we don't actually explore the other parts of the Vedas, but I have on my own, <laughs> right? right? And, mm -hmm. and I get it, right? And I, I be like, we, we don't really get into those those aspects. And like, for example, I read the Kama Sutra. The Kama Sutra is often just in the Western world is depicted as just like, is just like sex positions. But actually, you know what the main, the, one of the main principal philosophies of the Kama Sutra, sex, sex comes after responsibility. See, a lot of people don't know these things. So What's happened in our world, and this is where I say our our whole sexual, the whole sex life is distorted. Yeah. And so the, the whole thing is distorted. And because the whole thing is distorted and it's our most basic energy, guess what? We're all living a bit distorted because of it. Mm. Let's go to more questions here um, and different comments here. I like this comment. Reduce stigma by talking about your own journey first versus waiting for others in a small personal group. Like yeah, that. great advice. Yeah, yeah. And that's it because you get more courage too. And the more of us, that's why as the army grows, it's only going to continue to grow because it's only giving more and more guys more courage. Look, yeah. in the last, I, I launched uh, I launched the sexual alchemy program, which is the training program when you join the army. I launched that just over a year ago. Since a year, yeah, we're in September. So one year. So I'm going to celebrate one year of doing this as a business this Congratulations. month. Thank you. In that one year, we have served over 80 men for our paid, our full courses. Yeah. And in total, we've served over 700 men in one year with our free programs. And in two years, my YouTube channel has grown close to 6,000 subscribers. Where do you think this, this is only gonna grow and expand as we continue to spread it out? And more people that get courage, the more it's going to grow, 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 grow until eventually it hits a tipping point where more men than not will understand the benefits of, 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 of having good sexual control. And this will be able to reach people of all walks of life because I didn't particularly attach it to any religion. Right. Brain Gain by uh, His Holiness Don Virgo Swami has good info. I guess that's a book. I've never heard of that book, mm -hmm. but uh, that's good to look at. Um, there's many I've like um, there's um, whoever engages in sex life becomes impotent. What is that? Over, over engages. Oh, over engages in sex life becomes impotent. Yes, yes. That's what's happening. Yes, yes. That's what's happening right now. Men are engaged in fake sex life. So overstimulating. And that's why they're having erectile dysfunction and all of these things, yeah. right? They're, well, they're over-engaged. You're gonna say something about this comment? Um, oh, the brain, yeah, so- um, oh, there, There's other books you said? 
Yeah, there's other books. Um, Brahmachari and Krishna Consciousness is a really good one that talks a lot about the different science behind it. And someone had sent me, I think in Srimad Bhagavatam, there was something about the four Kumars. Kumars. Um, uh -huh. They talk about when their semen flows upwards, then right. they get enough intelligence to understand the spiritual concept. The only thing, the, the controversial part is that, uh, is that, is that, in our tradition, it, the the only way it's taught is to is to give up sex completely, and mm -hmm. it is true. It is one hundred percent true. I, again, I'm not I'm not adjusting the goalpost, yeah. but I'm I'm saying that we there's there's uh let's say there's like on a ladder you can you can there's easier rungs to grab to, which yeah. will make it easier for you to then eventually take it all the way. That's right. all I'm saying. Great point. Great point. Uh, yeah, you, you definitely uh, made that clear. Uh, does Prabhu have any technique for not passing semen while asleep? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, nightfalls or wet dreams uh, are, are something that, first of all, uh, it happens. So again, no shame, no guilt. Many men have it, and I helped many men with this. Um, so uh, the first thing is the practices themselves. One of the reasons that we have uh, wet dreams is because we have unconscious sexual like you know impressions in our head that are coming up so that can stimulate us if the body gets too hot it may be trained to release itself to cool itself by ejaculating so what you can do is take a cold shower at night will really help there are some practices like there's one move i call the triple heater it's a it's a cooling breath that you can do right before bread that will right before bed that will calm the mind and allow your body to cool and your energy to settle avoid um heavy food so um no rice and dal at night salad you know or at least if you're going to have the dal no rice all right a little bit of salad you know stay away from the puris and such um lighter food soup salad sandwich lighter foods at night also, stay away from these bad boys, stimulating blue lighter images an hour to two hours before bed. You'll notice that it's easier to go to rest. You'll notice that your, your wet dreams will decrease. Now, one guy that I worked with, how we helped him is he would do the practices because I teach you how to circulate the energy. So by circulating the energy upwards and such before bed, the energy won't want to so you have to understand there's a difference between a male orgasm and ejaculation. They're actually two separate things, but they happen simultaneously. Mm. In sexual alchemy, we learn to, so an orgasm is a buildup of energy that then pulsates when it hits its peak or its, its, its height of buildup. So what happens is for most men, once they build up enough energy there, they have, they feel aroused They're They have sex drive or just to plain, you know, to use just plain language, they're horny. Okay. They're looking for sex. Okay. So what most men have trained themselves to do like myself is that means when we, we have that energy, we need to release it. We need to put it somewhere. And what that means for most of us is we ejaculated outwards. And that's why we feel like a huh after. Now, that hot after is also the prolactin that's being released in your system. Prolactin is a substance that the brain that is triggered when you ejaculate to, to calm you and to reward you, if you will, for ejaculating. 
but it stifles testosterone. And because it stifles testosterone, a man who's ejaculating often, he has low testosterone and his estrogen increases, which means it makes him more feminine. He'll carry more body fat. He'll become more passive. He'll lose his motivation. He'll have more brain fog, more social anxiety. So many challenges and issues will come up. And depending on the degree and overall lifestyle, it'll be, you know, on a spectrum. When, um, when you circulate the energy, right, through these breathing techniques, then you're, you retrain that when that energy builds, it doesn't push outwards through the penis. It pushes upwards through the spine. And because it travels upwards, there's no need to ejaculate. And this is where men can experience full body orgasms and multiple orgasm, energetic orgasms. So like I mentioned, I've only ejaculated three times this year, but myself and my wife, we have an active sex life and I've had bought full body orgasms. And when I have those, they're satisfying to like, oh, okay, I'm good without losing a drop of semen. Wow. So again, it's, it does. Am I giving up sex at this time? Am I a renunciant? No, but I am still able to have all the energy. And in fact, I actually have probably more testosterone because when you're, when you're having sex, so sex again is the most basic function of the body. And therefore when you're having sex, all of the hormones are stimulated. When a man has non-ejaculatory sex and he's finished, all of those hormones are still stimulated and that's, and, and everything is still like at its heightened peak. Now you take that and put it into your work. You take that and all of a sudden you want to clean the house. Creative energy. That's right. Now you have creative energy pumping through you right. and now you're, whoo, you're gone. And like I said, no matter what time I go to bed, right by six o'clock, I'm awake, you know, in all ways. And I'm ready and I'm ready to, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> right. And that is the most potent energy you have. And again, mm. there's so much attractive power. There's so much power that comes with it. I mean, outside of our tradition, this is what King Solomon knew. Uh, for those who are familiar with King Solomon in the, uh, the, um, in the Judeo uh, Christian um, uh, tradition, this is what the, the yellow emperor the yellow emperor, the Chinese emperor, um, he was, of course, atheistic. He was impersonalist, um, but he understood this. He actually, the Taoist monks, when the Chinese took over the monasteries uh, in the Himalayas and the Taoists from the Taoist tradition, they found this out and he, he was trained how to do this. And he would have sex every night, non-ejaculatory sex every night. With multiple women, I'm not condoning this. I'm not saying right. I'm just saying this is part of history, right? That right. he right. This is just what <laughs> right, At, right. And he would have sex with multiple women so that he would have be have so much drive and vigor, and he became the Chinese emperor. He became a massive emperor. So this is something that large that Chachuya class warrior class has known for a very 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 mm -hmm. long time. Um, it's something also that. Um, that, uh, uh, of course, the monks and such know that if you transmute that sexual energy, there's a tremendous amount of power that comes with it. But this information has generally been, whether suppressed, oppressed, lost, I don't know, doesn't matter, has largely been kept away from the general public.
Wow. Very interesting. Here's yeah. a question. Interesting question. What's the least harmful porn you know of? Least harmful porn? Is that even I, a thing? It's not. I, I mean, I guess like at least, uh, yeah. Like there's, I get, yeah. Because like there's like really hardcore stuff and then there's like softcore stuff. I would say, you know, as best as you can, you don't want to indulge in it. But if you're going to watch porn and you want something like that, there's instructional porn, Kama Sutra, and they're like adult films that show couples making love as opposed to like, you know, having these raw sex scenes, right? Mm -hmm. That like, as we think of pornography, there is like couples like making love and are intimate. That would be better, you know, to answer that question. Any notable quote that's always, that always needs to be in the background to boost our morale and always remember the importance of uh, seam retention. Like any quotes that you would kind of, maybe like a sutra or something that you could. Um, okay, so there's, uh, I try to think, because I actually did a video where I released like famous quotes from, from oh, really? different people. Yeah, and so there's a, there's a bunch. Uh, Mahatma Gandhi was a huge advocate of semen retention. He actually, he, he again, they try to discredit him with his sexual practices. Um, right. There's the controversy about him. But again, he understood the power behind it. And he understood, like he understood it fully. It's why he was able to do what he did. And he gives credit to it. And he says, a man who retains his semen will become the most powerful man. Wow. That's a good quote. Looks like that's the um, the amount of questions there. It doesn't seem like you know this is this is a topic that needs to be developed, and not everyone is open <laughs> to kind of discussing it. So sure, so, yeah, it's kind of uh, understood that we're not gonna have a super long discussion. But but uh, Nakula Prabhu, any parting words or conclusion for our listeners here? Yeah, like again today, I, today was a conversation, and uh, you know we yeah. kind of touched upon highlights of different ideas and concepts and points. I would suggest uh, you know uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You could just find it under Nakula Das, and I'm there. Yeah, and just look up my uh, my that name, and and I'm there. And go deeper into it. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. The more honest you are with yourself, the more you can be with others and you'll feel the mercy of that honesty. That honesty will start to loosen up your own maybe habits or things that you're dealing with. And you, this is advice for any aspect of life. And then my last uh, uh, parts, par parting words is be brave. Be brave, be courageous uh, and, uh, and do what you need to do without shame, fear or guilt to live the life that you want to live. You have free will and choice. Feel free to use it and be smart and intelligent with where you're at and move forward. And don't worry about anybody else. You know, don't, just forget. Don't live your life thinking what other people will think of you. You'll never discover anything cool about yourself or, or awesome or different dimensions if you give your power to others. You'll never, you'll always limit yourself. So, Give yourself permission to be you, and you'll see how awesome you are. Awesome. I, I I had a fantastic time talking to you, and I really admire you. You're very – something about your, your like, 
openness and kind of like you being real, the realness and rawness of your the your personality is so it's like a breath of fresh air. And I really, really commend you for for doing that and for being you. I really appreciate that. And I wish you the best of luck for winning um what is it? What do you is it like a governor or something? Like what do you uh, so, Yeah. So in, in Canadian we have a par- parliamentary system. Okay. So we still use the old Brit- the British parliamentary system. And yeah. so I'm running right now for member of parliament for the Canadian House of Commons um, for, for the Canadian government. Wow, that's fantastic. I, yeah. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thank and- you for the opportunity. I know I appreciate yourself and Jaya and Karuna because I know that you guys are putting yourself, uh, you know, also like a little bit on the line with me, right? And to, to, to have me here. So I appreciate it. And I just want to acknowledge that and say thank you. It really means a lot to me. I, I, I really admire what you're doing. This is fantastic. And and just the, I don't know, I can't, I can go on about it, but I just, I just love the, the honesty and I love that you're just who you are. That's so much neat. That's so needed in our Krishna consciousness movement. People are just, you know, me included, we're putting on fronts and things and, and it's, it's like, we don't need to do that because it just it just makes things worse. We've That's seen in the previous generation how that how things have happened, how things have fallen apart because of that. And we need to be more real. We need to be more honest. We need to talk to each other. We need to bring these things out into the into the open so we can heal from them. You know, I really appreciate that. Um, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe to my channel. Subscribe to Nakula Das's channel. Uh, Google, Google, Google semen retention army. You'll see them. The first hit is his website. Um, we have Deva Madhava on tomorrow on, we're going to have a three, three parts for, for our podcast here. Uh, so today was Nikuldas. Tomorrow is Deva Madhava. Who's from Ypsilanti. He's an amazing person has started a community in Ypsilanti, Michigan. He's going to come out and talk about his journey and all kinds of other things. And then the day after is Navina Nirada Prabhu is a legendary book distributor in our movement. And he's going to talk about appreciation, uh, the power of appreciation. So really cool things coming up on the late morning program. Uh, later in the month of September, we have um, Sachinandan Swami, Giriraj Swami, uh, who are going to come on and and you know talk about uh, their journeys and, and things like that. So it's going to be really nice. So again, Nikula Prabhu, thank you for joining me. Stay on. I'm, I'm going to just turn on turn off the live. Have the great rest of your evening, everyone. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna.